Hi, everybody. This is Nancy Miller for My Creative Life, the podcast about creatives, how and why they make the work that they do. Today, my special guest is Donald Sutton. And Donald is an accomplished children's book author and illustrator and a 2020 We Need Diverse Books illustration mentee. He's a multidisciplined artist with backgrounds in visual development for animation, graphic design, and photography. He loves creating entertaining stories about diversity, representation, joy, and the empowerment for children from all backgrounds, including the underrepresented ones for both picture books and graphic novels. Hi, Donald. How are you doing today? Hi, Nancy. I'm doing well. How are you? Great. Thank you so much for being a guest on this episode today. The pleasure is all mine. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, you're welcome. Well, I thought you were super nice. Um, I believe we connected during a Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators conference that was virtually, but um, I think we chatted during the sessions and you were just really nice. I found your artwork to be um, so cute and delightful. Um, I saw like some of the work in progress that you have from your studies um pursuing uh illustration writing and illustrating for graphic novels and picture books and so i was like oh i really want to learn about the program of study that you're doing so uh, thank you first uh, i study at hollands university and that's where i'm uh getting a master's of uh fine arts in both children's book in children's book writing and illustration. So um, we have like a number of different programs dedicated there, but at Hollis is like, you can uh, get a master's in either writing and illustrating uh, children's books, or you could just focus on writing, or um, if you wanna focus on an illustration, you can uh, get a master's level certificate in children's book illustration. So really it's just, uh, you can choose your speed and go from there. That's wonderful. I think that's fantastic because we also um, have a common um, background of that. We both went to SCAD um, for our undergrad and um, you studied, was it correct, animation for your undergrad? Yes. Uh, I went to Savannah campus and uh, I studied animation. I graduated 2019. Oh, wow. Congratulations. And then you did you have, um, I guess, um, an, a moment where you knew, like, I'm sure, very, because you're very focused and dedicated into your writing and illustrating. At what point, like, did you know whether it was when you were really young or older, like, that you wanted to do this, like, become an artist? I say it was like, when I was really young. Um, when I remember when I was a kid, I would always love to watch like uh, cartoons and uh, anime. So uh, while my mom was in pursuit of her master's, uh, no, her doctorate, uh, my grand, my granny would watch me and just babysit. And because my dad worked too, and uh, she would always play like uh, cartoons like the Flintstones, and I would always like pick up and draw like Flintstones, uh, anime, like Pokemon. And like, she would always say, like, I would always draw myself, try and try to draw myself in those cartoons. And then like, as I got older, she noticed, like, I would try to like make up my own stories within those universes. So 
I think, yeah, from a very early age, I always knew I wanted to do art. And it just grew more into a passion as I got older. Wow. And so you did your uh, bachelor's degree in animation. And so that's really cool. But like, so what made you have that turning point where you kind of um, wanted to focus in on telling those stories for children's books for youth literature? Well, when um, when I went to college, I knew that I even wanted to do um, animation or I wanted to do uh Okay, so first I was in graphic design because, like, SCAD was my second bachelor's program. So I got my first in graphic design at Jackson State. Mm -hmm. And then, like, at Jackson State, I was like, I either want to do children's books or I want to do animation. And when I went to SCAD, I did animation, but it was, like, my final year at SCAD, like, where I kind of had, like, this epiphany I did this project and a classmate of mine just comes up to me she was like you know your stuff looks a lot like children's books have you ever seen this uh movie based off this uh children's book called Ernest and Celestine I was like no I haven't so I went to go check the movie out and it was this beautiful watercolor at 2D animated uh, movie and it was the cutest thing ever and it was based mm -hmm. on uh, Gabrielle Vincent's uh, children's picture book, uh, Ernest and Celestine. Mm -hmm. So that encouraged me to look up, look into the uh, original picture books. And then, like, I just thought, I got to do this. Like, I know I'm about to graduate mm -hmm. in animation, but I got to figure out how to do children's books. Like, this is something I think I'm meant to do. So I went into doing the research on children's books, like how do I become a children's book illustrator? Like, how do I get into it? Like, how do I build myself up or build a portfolio? And then in my research, um, I came across Hollins and I saw like their degree program, like, like how you can um, earn your master's, you can learn how to write and illustrate. And then, um, learn like and then they showed all the different alumni who and what they're doing um one of the alumni she's represented by andrea brown literary agency her name is uh rebecca lowell i saw her portfolio and then i saw uh another alumni named Lorianne too and i was like this is the place i got i have to go to like I should start developing a portfolio. And I had an animation professor who worked on some preschool shows and she agreed to help me uh, build a portfolio. She was like, this is my field, you know, I just did animation for animation, but I can definitely help you. So let's look up some great stuff. And she helped me build my portfolio and I got accepted. <laughs> Can I ask who the professor was by chance? Because I wonder if I know them, the um, one that helped you. Uh, shoot, I'm blanking. Her, her first, her, Michelle uh, Tessier. Michelle Tessier. Oh, that's awesome. I know her. <laughs> she and her husband spoke to my high school students about working in animation. Um, they were so nice. They were both wonderful. They just donated their time, came in 
um, for my animation club and they talked to the students and they shared their experience, showed examples of their work. And isn't it a small world, Donald? And then yes. that's what I always think how small the world is of uh, those of us who are working in um in, in fields for uh, children. And so, yeah, she showed some of the cute little uh, a clip from um, one of the preschool shows she worked on. I was like, oh, it's so cute. Uh, that's like the stuff my son would watch when he was that age. But um, that's so cool. Yeah, I do owe um, Professor Tessie a lot. She helped me out. Uh, she was very patient with me. Uh, she met with me a lot to, you know, like discuss my work and like, know what we could do and um her husband was helpful too so I'm grateful oh that's wonderful and so you're how I mean so that I think is so smart that you wanted to double down on the writing and the illustrating for um picture books and graphic novels and I go like that is so because I struggled I don't know about you maybe they do more of it in animation but I felt like an illustration we focus so much on visual storytelling which is great but the whole idea to have that written text there was something that I tried to tackle with very little knowledge about and it wasn't very good the first time I did it so you have all of this information like so what was the what has been the most helpful for you in writing your stories that you've been illustrating the most helpful I would say with me, the most helpful thing when it comes to writing my stories is just like thinking about what I'm passionate about or like what I feel strongly about. Like, cause I, 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 I pretty much feel like you, I consider myself more of an illustrator. That's actually how I came started at Hollins. I started just doing an illustration track and, um, my professors and were like, you got some writing jobs, like, give it a shot. And they helped me develop that. So they helped teach me, like, just think about what you're passionate about. Like, what kind of story do you want out there? And just what I do is, like, if I feel strong about something or there's just some kind of story I want to hear, I'll go and do the research. Uh, like, if I want to write a story about something in my childhood where, like, I'm writing a story about something and I lost something. Like, I, lo I lost a lot of things when I was little. <laughs> and I just thought, let's look at some successful stories. Like, uh, what works in the industry, what doesn't? Um, and I was going to make it into a rhyming story. So I had to go into, I took a rhyming class. I looked at good stories that worked and good rhyming stories that didn't work so much. So I knew how to rhyme properly or how not to. Um, sometimes it's storks. That's a good picture book I looked at. So oh, research okay. helped a lot. And then um, because I consider myself more of an illustrator, mm -hmm. I would draw scenes that I think would be very impactful to the story like I'll try to break the story down in a piece and then I'll try to like illustrate key moments to like see if that would work and then see how I could just whip, write that in or weave that into the story that's so cool and so that's wonderful that you you're putting so much of your personal because I do feel like 
I don't know. It makes it more believable because I used to try to like write things that I was like, I don't really know anything about this. Why am I writing about this? And it's like, it comes across in the writing. And so I think there's a believability when we focus on things that we know and that we have some personal experience with. And I love the idea of something lost because I still to this day will spend hours lost the things that are lost you know and as a kid and it's so devastating when you lose something when you're a kid though it's kind of hard even as an adult when I can't find my keys or my phone but it was like when you're a little kid you're just like but it's like the one even though you know like <laughs> you're an adult but yeah that's a great topic for uh, a children's book story so I look forward to seeing more of that um your progress on that in in uh, the future on social media but um I was curious so like what brings you the most satisfaction when you are writing these stories of um, joy, empowerment, um, um, the diversity that you want and inclusion in your stories? Um, what What's one of the personal satisfactions that you get from doing that? I say the most personal satisfaction I get is that I get to not only two things that, sat, that satisfy me the most about this. Yeah. The first being that I get to learn and I'll, I'm still learning, like get to learn how to craft mm -hmm. my own stories. And the second is that I get to craft relatable stories for um, children that look like me, um, children that um, aren't, you know, seen or represented as much because um, growing up, when I was reading children's books and picture books, uh, I didn't see too many, uh, even watching cartoons, I didn't see too many characters that looked like me. I didn't see um, too many characters that were, you know, not white. So that's like one of my bigger inspirations just to like create stories that uh, represent the world that it is like diverse and full of different colors and kind of people and just, um, you know, just kids of all different backgrounds, just learning to enjoy each other and enjoy their time here and just have fun. So I take satisfaction knowing that I'm creating stories to make relatable to kids that look like us. Oh, that's wonderful. I, I think it, it's, I agree that uh, it, it there's a personal satisfaction in doing that because um, I noticed that too, because the books that when I was a kid, but also when I had a, had my son and I thought things would have improved during that span of time and it did, but it was like, there were very limited. It almost felt like there were these certain boxes that okay, like you can have this kind of book for, and it somehow fits for all of these kind of people. But in reality, everybody is so different and it's great to bring out stories that help to you know to make individual groupings of people like feel more like they're they have a voice in in picture books because I right. think there is something impactful about with kids when they see a book about themselves because my thesis that I worked on I would interview these illustrators and when you hear about the the letters and the the things that they would hear from the audience that reads the books, it, they were just like it, those characters that were in there, even if they were background characters, the illustrators said that it really impacted the readers and they would get all kinds of letters saying like, that's the first time I've seen this kind of character in a picture book. So I think it's wonderful what you're doing. 
Thank you. <laughs> so how would you have any other advice for somebody who is tackling writing and illustrating their own stories? Because I've heard different ways. Everybody's so different in the way they operate and work and process. Um, I've talked to some illustrator authors and they say they start specifically with images first and they'll like thumbnail it out. Um, I'm one of those, I'm a little bit like, I, I have to have more of a story kind of in place um, because writing is such a struggle. So I, for me, like, because I feel like I'll never get to the writing part because it's so hard for me. So I'll, I'll actually tackle that first. And I was curious to hear from you, Donald, like through this um, process of getting your master's degree, um, what have you tried? What are things that, you know, um, in that area of developing the story early on that's kind of helped you like push through and keep going? Um, let's see. I say one thing that's helped me is uh, community. So um, they tell us this at the SCBWI conferences and I'm learning this in school and um, just being with peers and classmates, but community is like a big push and it, it's good to help. It's good um, in helping with both the writing and illustration process. Um, it's always good to have like another pair of eyes on your work, whether it's just writing or drawing, like you'll spend so much time on there and then like you won't notice this mistake or maybe you just need that little boost or that uh just some feedback that'll help you and um i've gotten a lot of that at hollands a lot of my classmates and friends have been more than willing to even and my teachers have been more than willing to just talk with me or meet with me or we'll just work together sometimes and we'll come up with ideas together um if i'm missing something or i've just been working on something too long i've had that friend that's like okay let's step back breathe and um just like they'll give me feedback like i think this looks good but i don't think this is working or have you tried this and um the same goes with the uh, writing too like when um every month my scbwi chapter i'm a part of the louisiana mississippi chapter once a month we have a monthly mojo meeting where we just get together and we just come up with uh in a set amount of time just writing things for like uh children's books so um i this past month i got a couple of uh pages knocked out for my first chapter of my graphic novel and i was able to like get some feedback with uh one of my fellow SEWI members there so community i say is a big help uh I say another thing that Hollins and what I've learned in my pursuing my master's helps is um, just looking at looking at what's successful and what what's not. Like I I kind of touched on this earlier, but um, what Hollins does it it made us look at children's books that are both successful in the past and look at what's successful now and not just like, you know, what's, be what's good and just what's best selling, but just like what has earned like awards and stuff like that. So like we would look at 
uh, Mari Sendak's work, uh, Where the Wild Things Are. Like, and then we would look at uh, other Caldecott honors and stuff. But Hollins has also like encouraged us to go look at what's really selling on bookshelves, what's winning the awards, uh, looking at things like Publishers Weekly to see like who's um, getting what. And then they even invite like current illustrators and authors and even scholars in the industry right now um, that are doing well to talk about their books. Um, and it's just, that's, it's just been really helpful just looking at that and just using that as inspiration. And then just um, trying to see like, what can I learn from that and how can I incorporate that in my work? Sorry if I rambled just there. No, it's awesome. I love hearing how other people process and think through their ideas for uh, their stories, the writing and the illustrating. I think I think a lot of people focus on the end product, but I think it's a serious journey. Like it's really about how you think through things like I have tried multiple different approaches. Like you mentioned, you, you know, people tell you like, try this way or try that way. And I think for me, it's been like going through different ways of how I even do my process of the writing and the illustrating. So like I've tried where you just maybe, uh, you know, like try different things to see what works for you. Because at the end of the day, we think differently. And sometimes because I'll tell my students like, this is the way I would approach this, but I don't say that it's necessarily the only way because especially after talking to other creatives, they'll, they'll have so many tricks or I mean, tools or whatever in their toolbox that allow them to um, break through a story or figure out an illustration to really make it impactful. So um, yeah, I think they're, you know, it's one of those weird things. There's no like, there's always those common threads, but there's no always like, you know, it just depends on you. I always tell people like, it's, it's such a personal way of the way we process and think. And, um, you know, we're all so different in our backgrounds and stuff. So yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. No problem. So I was curious as far as with, um, do you have like a capstone uh, like thesis that you'll do? Will it be your graphic novel that you're working on? Which <laughs> I give you total props on doing a graphic novel. Those are <laughs> so much work. I like started looking at some of the ones that I like. I, I've been reading this one, uh, The Witches in Brooklyn. Uh, it's so well done. And I go like, that's a lot of work. There's how many panels on a page and how many pages? Like, you're so brave, Donald. Like, what made you want to go, I want to do that? Well, uh, when I started, when I was at Holland's, like, and I found out graphic novels were an option, um, I, I already knew I wanted to do picture books, but then, like, I found out graphic novels were an option. I was like, I like reading a lot of graphic novels, like, and I think it would be really fun to like make one. So I even took a class on making it. Oh. And, um, you know, I just had a, I had a lot of fun. It was taught by uh, my professor, John Gurney. And he has a graphic novel series out right now called the, called Fuzzy Baseball. Oh. Um, and he, we just went through like different techniques and ways of making it. So. You know, it's just really fun just writing uh, writing it out and then just 
drawing the different panels and stuff like that. And then Hollins also brought a graphic novelist by the name of uh, Ben Hackey. And he had a, he helped host a workshop on like making a graphic novel at Hollins. So yeah, that was fun too. So that's kind of how I got into it. And um, as far as your question on the capstone, yes, we do have like a thesis capstone. Okay. And um, it's just really dependent upon what genre you want to work on. Um, I've had some friends that want to do a YA or some friends that want to do middle grade. Um, so you either would do that or you, if you want to do picture books, you have to do, I believe it's three picture books. And mm -hmm. if it's graphic novel, you just do a graphic novel. So it just really dependent upon which one you want to do um, between picture book and graphic novel. So I'm still deciding, but I think I'm a, I think I'm leaning towards graphic novel right now. Wow, that's fantastic. And can I pick your brain a little bit? So like when you're starting with a graphic novel, because I had entertained the idea because uh, an illustrator I chatted with, they said, if you can do a graphic novel, Nancy, a picture book will seem like a walk in the park. <laughs> they said, if you can do that, because anything else will seem easier. So like, it, like with that, do you write out the whole entire script or is it more of an outline? I... So with me, I kind of flip-flop. I kind of like, mm -hmm. I'll do an outline. I'll get the idea. I'll write down the idea. I'll write down like story beats. But, mm -hmm. and like, so I know like the main things that's, that are going to happen. And then like, I'll write. But like, from there, like, I'll kind of, I'll kind of like get the idea like, huh. This I think I should start drawing right now and let the art dictate the story. Mm -hmm. And then like if I hit sort of a wall, I kind of go back mm -hmm. into the writing. So I kind of like with me, I kind of will bounce back between the art and the writing. So with this story I'm working on now, uh, the idea came first and then I just started drawing out different like characters and like different things I wanted to see and what I didn't want to see. I just wrote down what I didn't want to see, kind of like making up rules and stuff for the world mm -hmm. of the graphic novel. And then I started writing things out and then it just got to the point where I just said, let's start drawing some of this stuff out. And then I hit the point now where I'm just like, let's get back into the writing and let's flesh it out some more. Cool. That's awesome. So how much time would, will it, you know, I know it's always different for everybody. I was curious, like, how long does it take you to like, do like the, like, um, say the proposal, like you would send out to your, you know, publisher agent or whatever for a graphic novel, like, um, a submission packet, like how long does that take? Do you guys get like a semester I didn't know another question are you on semester quarters <laughs> I didn't know how much time you get to work on these projects I'm on a uh, semester oh, okay so like how uh, long would it take you would you get for that kind of project or is it understood that that's probably going to take you more than one semester to be honest I'm not sure like um because I'm about to submit it now um just like awesome. that I'm going to do the thesis um uh -huh. how long it's going to take I don't know but <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping that um it'll be done 
you know, I hope it will be done by the in time for me to graduate by the end of the year, by the end of uh, not this year, not this year, um, by the end of the summer, I'm hoping because I'm working on it right now. And, um, you know, I have the main parts like I already have the story worked out in my head. I just just putting it on paper and then just committing to doing the art. So I'm coming up with this plan where I can do a certain amount of pages a day. And I think if I handle it like that, I can have mm-hmm. it done by the end of the summer. So hopefully, you know, <laughs> it works out well, that way. I'm sure it will. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> um, it's amazing that you're tackling it and I, I look to see and hear more about it in the future so i wish you the best on that i just um i'm always amazed like people who can handle graphic novels it's just because it's like also not only i don't know because for picture books the the writing is more you know it's it can be in different places but i feel like the way that graphic novels handle the text in the multiple panels and then how they're making that text for the reader is very key from my limited knowledge of graphic novels <laughs> I've never even taken a class it's just from me reading them <laughs> like that really forces the reader to go at maybe to read it in a certain order and also read at a certain pace so I that's something that I I noticed so I feel like that's something that I would personally struggle with is there any suggestions you would have for that that could help me out if I should tackle a graphic novel in the future uh mm. <laughs> well i think if you wanna i think if you wanna get into doing a graphic novel i think one good place to start yeah. is to um check out uh scott mcleod's understanding comment i mean comics um he breaks he breaks it down in a way where he talks about he talks about like you know what what is a comic and you know like what it can be you know like what you can and cannot be limited to and it helps you understand things like how the gutter is different in a comic versus how is how you know picture books you know and um the passage of time, like different kinds of panels and stuff. So he kind of, he really just breaks down like Mm. how he really just breaks down like the anatomy and what is a comic. So I think that would be good to start with. And then I think if you, I think the key is just pacing yourself. A lot of, uh, I've been like listening to and just like taking notes and just looking up a lot of uh graphic novelists and comic artists Mm -hmm. and a lot of their biggest advice is just a lot of the biggest advice they give is just sorry i'm getting flustered a lot of (laughs) a lot of the advice they leave um all points to just making sure that you just pace yourself just try not to burn yourself out just like trying to do a page a day or a couple of pages a day or just like one day just focus on writing a certain amount of pages and then just thumbnailing it out and then just going over inks another day so um just set a pace that you think you can follow and then just um 
trying to keep up with that pace. And then um, I want to quote Austin Kleon, if I'm, mm-hmm. forgive me if I'm pronouncing his name wrong. His uh, book is uh, Still Like an Artist, Try Keeping a Logbook. Okay. That helps me, um, that helps me as well. Um, I tend to overthink a lot. So I think like, oh man, I didn't do enough work like I wanted to today. But mm-hmm. with the logbook, you write down everything you've done for that day towards your project. So when I look back at my logbook, I'm like, okay, so I accomplished more than I thought I did. I accomplished a lot, actually. So I should be proud of this progress that I made, and I should keep going. So that'll help, you know, with your mental state, just like thinking like, okay, I made this progress. Let's keep making more. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that, because that's the first time I've ever heard of anybody doing that. And that... I can, I relate to what you said about <laughs> some days you'd be like, oh, I think all I did was reply to emails and, or I just did research that wasn't, you know, like substantial. I mean, there's information that gets translated into here, but I haven't like, it hasn't been put out into the world as something visual or written. And uh, yeah, it it's such a long process, I feel like for for a picture book or a graphic novel and so thank you it, it's comforting to me that i'm not alone in that instance so i'll try that oh no I'll you're not alone anything. so you know i you know in my introduction i mentioned that you were a 2020 weenie diverse books illustration mentee can you talk a little bit about how that happened and what has that entailed and what you've gotten from that experience yes yeah, so um my first choice of end of my first semester first year at Hollins um I was when I was still on the illustration track I was still um just trying to figure it out I was like I know that you know I still got a ways to go but I want to get started in the industry I like I want to figure out like what can I do like is there anything I could do more and I was just talking to a couple of classmates of mine and she recommended like check out we need diverse books they have opportunities like you can look into so i saw the mentorship application program and i applied to the illustration track and i was fortunately accepted as a illustration mentee and my mentor was uh the late floyd cooper really Yes. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I listened to his illustration department podcast. I'm so sorry to cut you off, but he's no, fantastic. Fine. Oh my gosh, he's amazing. And then just hearing his story, I was like, wow. That And not only is his work beautiful and amazing, but I'm so sorry. But yeah, I just had to. You're fine. You have not heard, go check out his work and his books, but um, numerous awards. But yes, I'm sorry, Donald, go ahead. Oh, it's fine. Um, I so yeah, I found out I was uh, his mentee for 2020, and it was exciting. So um, when I first met Floyd, and it was of course it was um, virtual, mm-hmm. so we would talk over emails. He gave me his number. We would uh, call occasionally, mm-hmm. and um, you know, of course, he was busy because you know he was in demand. Um, and 
But the thing was, he would always make sure to make time for me. It was a great experience because I learned a lot from him. I would, he asked, he just asked me straight out. He was like, yeah. what do you want? Like, what do you want? Uh, and we'll just work towards that goal. I was like, I want to make a, I want to work on making a portfolio that's going to make agents' heads turn. Like, I want to get their attention. Mm-hmm. He was like, all right, sounds good. Let's go. And, um, you know, he would treat me like a little brother. He would uh, mm-hmm. just tell me, he would just tell me like, choose a choose a book and just like in public domain and let's just make your own retelling of it and use that towards like helping make your portfolio so uh, we worked on it he would give me feedback he would be like try this and try that and then um and it all it wasn't always just like um you know do this do that he would always give me advice and he would say, uh, he would just tell me about, you know, his philosophy, you know, about his goals were just like mine. Like we wanted to like represent children of multiple backgrounds. We wanted to make sure everyone felt, you know, included and involved. And so, yeah, it was, it was a really great experience. And um, he stuck with me through that in that entire year and then um yeah that next year um the mentorship ended and then that next year I heard about um heard how he passed and you know I was like I dang I didn't get to spend as much time with him as I wanted or talk to him as much as I wanted like I wish I just kept in contact more just talk to him more so but uh it was sad but it definitely was a great experience. Um, I just feel like I just have to just continue his legacy. That's amazing. What a amazing experience that you got through that program. And um, thank you for sharing that. That's, that's <laughs> just amazing that you, you were able to learn from him. And yeah, such a, like he's one of those iconic people in like those who are illustrators and um just the history of illustration so um but thank you um so i know that you kind of already talked about how you manage your work life balance with your log and so i wanted to go into the next question about if you could go back to your younger self and give yourself some advice about this art journey that you were taking what would it be I I tell myself don't overthink. Just make sure I take some time to breathe and that um your time's coming. Um because there were so many times when, especially starting out or even when I was undergrad in art school, I was just I would just overthink to the point where it was just crippling and mm-hmm. I'll be uh scared to take certain opportunities or just do certain things and then you know I feel like oh what if I missed out um and that it has greatly improved you know especially when I had when I found out that I knew I wanted to do children's books that's definitely improved so um you know I just started to take more opportunities so my biggest advice I tell myself is not to overthink um go for it 
just try to push yourself to not to not to do anything just completely uncomfortable but just go out more do more um don't hold yourself back um just try and just uh know that your time's coming don't um don't worry about if you're good enough or you're not just know that you're good your work is good your work has value and your work has meaning and it's going to mean something someday awesome thank you for that uh encouragement to the everybody who's listening because <laughs> it is so true um so is there anybody you want to do a shout out of gratitude um for helping you along your art journey uh there's to be honest there's so many but um I definitely have to give a shout out to Hollins University, to the children's uh, book program, uh, to all my professors and classmates. Thank you all for encouraging me and helping me. Um, I definitely wouldn't have been able to make it this far without all of you. Thank you to We Need Diverse Books. Uh, you guys definitely have helped me um, throughout my journey as well. And uh, to my wife, uh, Jalissa, thank you for always being there and supporting me and to my family. Wonderful. And since this is a podcast and nobody can see um, your work through the audio, where can they go to find you, whether on social media or website? You can find my work at my my portfolio and my work at my website at donaldadsutton.com, or you can uh, follow me on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Don's underscore creation and just spell creation with a K instead of a C. Great. Well, I'll put uh, links in the show notes for those people who want to check it out. And Donald, thank you so much for being on this episode of My Creative Life. Thanks again for having me, Ness. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs>